Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Michael Yon, and this podcast is titled Casual Kentarkis, Part 1. This is because we had just installed new microphones and we didn't have an exact agenda. Um, a lot of great knowledge is shared by Kentarkis in this. So yeah, uh, we're going to pick up just around the time that we were talking about the microphones. I trust you enjoy. Cheers. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing our voice. Um, what do I sound like now? <laughs> you sound pretty scary, actually. Not supposed to scare me. <laughs> right. uh, do you want to hear a dragon? A dra- I can't because my little boy's gone to bed and I can't do that. <laughs> okay, another time. Another time. It might actually shock you. Yeah, because you can get a, you've got a good uh, larynx, should I say? Like you can oh, make it's, one. It's, yeah, yep. I'm a dragon from way back, mate. Are you really? Not I've been really. a dragon, yes. Oh, have yes. you really? Oh, oh, wow. Yes, I have. I've lived actually in a life, two lives actually, on um, Dor- uh, Dorakea. Wow. Yes, I was offered um, to go and live there and experience um, their existence. And my brother, um, Kanag, said, oh, no, don't do that. He said, you'll be a dragon. And I said, well, what's wrong with that? He said, oh, nothing. But he said, I won't recognize you. I said, yes, you will. Look into my eyes. And he looked at me and just sort of started laughing because he was kidding. <laughs> yes. So I experienced two lives. So there's always a dragon inside of me. Wow. So that that was back when dragons were dragons. They were meat eaters and... No, 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 no. Um, uh, they were already advanced. Um, we're going back many millions of years ago, mate. Um, that was already in the process of development. Can you clarify um, what you're saying? What- it, it was already in, in development. Um, the Nakarons were already teaching and helping them become more than what they are. It was a very long process, many, many, many thousands of years for that to eventuate. It's a very long process, I assure you. The process of growing out of eating meat? Growing, not so much growing out of eating meat. It was actually being able to change your cellular structure from being a full-on dragon into like a human but still look a bit like a dragon without oh. the wings and without everything else. So what do they look like if they're in the more human form? What's their face, like their skin and... What they've got on their skin is very similar to their dragon scales, but not actual scales. It's like human skin with um, the shape, patterns, the patterns, I should say, of the actual dragon scale are on their body. Okay. It's quite amazing to actually look at one. If you've never seen one before, it can be very intimidating. But when they smile, it should take the intimidation away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah. Wow. We'll have to do a podcast on dragons. Actually, it might be an interesting um, idea, really, talking about the Dor- Doricans. Uh, that might be a really good idea. What's the agenda? What should we talk about? Well, I was thinking we should come to some an agreement on what our next topic would be. But you were talking about how you'd like to know more about the planets about in our solar system. Sure. Did they actually have life? 
And I said to you, yes, all of these planets have actually had life in the past. And through certain experiences, disasters, self-empowered, those planets came to an end. Some planets actually died by themselves. And what that means is the planet can only take so much. And over a period of time, if the planet is raped of all of its resources and it changes the grid structure within the planet, that alone can cause massive earthquakes, um, volcanoes erupting, high tides, a lot of different disasters. And that can be very detrimental to any form of life that lives upon that planet. But what I was going to actually also add, I came up with an idea that if we're going to talk a little bit about the planets that are in the solar system, why not go back to the beginning when the first cell was dormant and there were hundreds of trillions of billions of cellular structure that was living energy just floating around in a nothingness, evolving for billions of years in that state. And then I could explain what actually happened and how the entire universe has been expanding for trillions of years, not billions or millions or thousands, but trillions of years if we look at human time. I'm only using human time because it's the easiest for everyone to understand. I think to explain that to humanity may give them a different perspective on what life is all about. And they might learn to understand that the planet they live on is alive. It has the same spirit of energy within and around the planet as humans do, as the animal kingdom does, as well as all the plant life, even the ocean. The ocean is living energy. I can explain to you how Atlantis sank and why the floods came up high. It wasn't any god punishing his children. That is complete BS. But I can tell the real reason, the truth, because we all have it within us, because we are trillions of years old in evolution. It's mind-boggling to even consider that that is possible. But if everything is energy, and energy is everything, then everything is possible. When you start to amalgamate, no, not the word, coagulate, coagulate something together, and it's moving constantly within that foundation, but at the same time it's expanding because it's moving, and that's what this entire universe, the vastness is beyond the imagination. 
it is beyond infinity. Infinity means it is endless. But it's beyond that. It's another level of consciousness that is beyond most of us when it comes to understanding the universe. I could explain how beings like Yakas Kardas came into existence and why. And there are creators. There's no such thing as one creator. It never has been and it never will be. What we had as gods were aliens who were manipulating an arrogant, ignorant race of humans. And I'm talking about myself. I'm not just talking about humanity on this planet. Yes, it sounds demeaning, but it's the truth. We did not have that level of consciousness to understand that these so-called gods were nothing but flesh and blood. Yes, they had far greater intelligence when it came to technology. They had greater intelligence when it came to awareness. But there's one thing they did not have. They didn't have the understanding that life, all of life, is precious. And when we take life for whatever reason, unless it's self-defense, we have a right as a being within this vastness of space to protect ourselves and others that cannot protect themselves. But we cannot go vindictively or controlling or domineering another being or another species without the action having a reaction. Coming back to the universe, I think it's time to explain another, let's say, theory. I know it's true, but I would never ask a listener or another human to believe what I am expressing. You remember what I used to say to you, Michael? I would say, you don't have to believe the knowledge that I am expressing to you, but know this, what I know is within every human being. It's in our cellular structure. Now, the interesting thing about humans, we don't remember what our previous incarnation was. And that's for a very good reason. Because if we did, and because we are very emotional beings, it would affect us dramatically. And we would never learn the lessons of growing consciously and learning to let go and forgive. Where the Nakarons have never suffered with that issue. Yes, they've had ego. And yes, ego still lurks in some. But their consciousness, when it comes to understanding, has evolved so much that they have become feeling beings. And that's what we have to do. And they've been feeling beings for many millions of years. But as a race of humans, 
we need to step beyond emotion and realize it is simply a lesson. It's like learning, don't touch the stove, it's hot. So what does a kid do? They can't help themselves. The ego says, I'm going to touch that stove. And it does, and it gets burnt. But I tell you what, most of the time, they learn the lesson. Isn't that true? Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Pain helps. It's a great motivator. Exactly. (laughs) Pain helps. The funny thing is, when we learn to become feeling beings, we also gain the awareness to connect to a higher form of understanding. And that higher form of understanding is our soul waiting patiently for us to speak to our soul. And we can literally open up that same knowledge that is within me, that is within every single human being. But we have to raise our consciousness. And the only way to raise our consciousness is to learn sensible knowledge, not knowledge that is conditioned. It's like love. Remember what I said a long time ago? Conditional love is what we grow up with because it's based on fear and emotion. But when we learn to go to the heart and cleanse our body from the heart, we learn to become loving, feeling beings. So what's an example of conditional knowledge? You say conditional knowledge or conditional love? Condition, con- yeah, you, uh, you were talking about love, but before you were talking about knowledge, I was wondering what an example of conditional oh, knowledge okay. is. A history book. Oh. Teaching, teaching history to kids every year and every generation, the same, the same history. And what we're teaching is an untruth. And that untruth becomes a belief system. And then every time we look at the news and we hear a similarity, we say, oh, well, they're telling the truth because I know that's in history. Hmm. The only truth, and I'll say this again, the only, only, only truth is within us. In every single human on this planet, as it is within every single alien civilization. And when we learn to touch our hearts, we open a door that is beyond our present level of understanding. It's like when we create a problem, we go out and what say we, we create, okay, there's a person that wants to cross the road and we go up to that person and say, would you like me to help you? And they say, no, piss off. You look at them and you send immediately negative thoughts. Well, that's conditional knowledge. And you're creating a belief system because you've been offended. A good person from the heart doesn't get offended for very long at all. It might annoy them for a moment or two. A lot of people 
condition themselves and go right throughout their life with that same condition that was created 30 years ago and they can't go beyond it. That's why they can't accept higher knowledge. I'll give you an example. I know a healer. In fact, I've known lots of healers and I respect people that work from the heart, not from conditioning. When you teach something and it's the past, you are being conditioned. Even though somebody a hundred years ago or a hundred thousand years ago taught a particular thing, that's the past. We cannot afford consciously to live in that past. Because if we do, we bring that past into the present and we constantly share it to our children who share it to their children who share it to their children. And nothing ever changes from being emotional beings. That's why people panic. That's why people abuse people who have a heart that have changed because they can no longer vibrate at the same level of understanding. Albert Einstein said this, you cannot solve a problem until you raise your level of thinking, your energy beyond what the problem was to begin with. He's saying if you try to solve that problem with the same energy that you created it with, it'll never work. You have to change your thinking which changes your energy levels to change the problem or dissolve it. In the past, I was employed, or not really employed, I suppose. I went along to people's homes because they were really nice people, but they couldn't work out why their energies were angry, why they changed their ways of thinking. And what it was, and what it still is today in a very big way, when a family or even a single person lives in a home, that energy is theirs or a family's, and it perpetrates. I think that's the word. Penetrates? No, penetrates, thank you. It penetrates the walls, the floors, the ceiling, the windows, the doors, the furniture, the bed, everything and it literally doesn't dissipate because that person's level of understanding whatever it may be is within that house constantly every day for years maybe now suddenly they sell the house they move out new people buy it or rent it and they come in say a family within a very short period of time they can't work out why things aren't working out for them. They can't work out while they're sort of short with each other. Or they can't work out why one of the families suddenly changes their character, whether it's for negative or positive. That is the energy that still exists within that house. It doesn't dissipate until someone comes in with the knowledge to white light the house and dissipate 
all grey energies. You go into a shopping centre. You might be there for four hours. You feel really good when you first went in. By the time you come out, you feel drained, tired, and sometimes you may even be angry. Or you may be jittery, and you can't work out why, and eventually it dissipates. But that's the reason. The energy cannot dissipate in a lot of different buildings, especially concrete, especially steel. It literally permeates within that structure and stays there until someone with the knowledge white lights it and dissipates it from the heart, which is a very easy thing to do. That's why being with the heart is so, so important. I'm guessing even a person like yourself might take a little while to be like, hang on, there's a part of me that isn't right and maybe it's not me. Because you're more conscious of it anyway, but it can trick you for a while maybe. Like if you're you're the energies of somebody else or something else. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like thoughts. Um, you can You can say, send negative thoughts. You can be thinking so negatively about someone and it literally affects them. Wow. But that's not good for you because when you do that, you are creating karma for yourself. Whether you want to accept it or not, it's there. It's called, in Western terms, cause and effect. An action creates a reaction. And that's why when you go into a shop and you might be feeling angry, you might have had an argument with your wife or your husband or your, your, your children, and you're going into a shop and you're short in your temperament, and the person behind there may have experienced the same thing that morning. And here you are attracting to each other two lots of negative energy. And one person says, can I help you? And the way you said it reacts to the other person's energy field. And they might say, no. And before you know it, they could end up in an argument. And I've seen it when I was in retail. Mm. It's quite amazing to observe. So when we leave our house, we should cleanse ourselves before we leave in the car. So we don't take whatever is going on with us out into life. We should also cleanse our own place, I guess, fairly often. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you've had say, several people there that don't think along the same line as you because their thoughts about you can permeate and stay around your home and affect you. Absolutely. Why do you think I talk so much about the dark forces? Why do you think I wrote about them in the book of knowledge, I am alien? And why do you think I'm now creating a story in my new book called The Dream Assassin, Volume 2? where these beings I bring to life because they exist and they have been playing with human affairs for thousands and thousands of years. And what they have caused, they don't care about karma. They don't even believe in karma. All they want to do is see misery and pain. To them, that's their form of entertainment because they are a complete negative vibration. And that's how they grow. 
They grow in this way. So the negativity is like their fuel. It's not only entertainment, it's their, it's their uh, energy. Absolutely. I have seen it in so many people, and I haven't mentioned it to many people at all, but the ones that I have and the ones that have actually said to me, it's amazing how they described the perfect image of what they look like. Really? Yeah. Wow. But they only go to the weak-minded. So if you work in the light and you say to yourself when you're laying in bed, you can just put your hands, cross your hands, your arms over your heart and say, I am a feeling being. I bring the light of all that is living energy into the essence of who I am because I am light and I only work in the light. All else will dissolve back into the nothingness from where it first came, never to return. If you say those things, doesn't matter what it is, with your heart, they will never, ever be able to affect you. But it's important to do it basically at least once a day, hmm. especially if you're feeling negative. And to spread that throughout the house also. Absolutely. Yeah, like if, you, if you're starting with your heart and you just expand and you just, that's the light throughout the house. Absolutely. This concludes part one of Casual Kentarkis. Thanks for listening. My name is Michael Yon. Stay tuned for more. <laughs>